This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me. Your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, standing six foot two, 296 pounds. That's right, under 300 for the first time in five years. Johnny G, the number one fuck boy. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. He's in the other room because his mom is working from home, so he doesn't give a fuck about his dad. Also, no guest in the studio with me for him to be entertained by. Because my guest is recording from their garage. First time guest, long time friend. You know him from comedy. That's where I know him from. You might also know him from his new podcast, Bananas. Put your fucking virtual hands together for Kurt Braunohler. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best intro I have had in years. In years. And that, and that is why I have to keep my windows shut. Because <laughs> so I still live in an apartment. Oh, man. My AC, my AC broke uh, three days ago. So for like the three days, <gasps> it was over 90. I've just been recording podcasts in my goddamn... 500 degree uh um what is this called a garage <laughs> oh jesus christ man oh yeah that's brutal what a terrible time uh you have a full family in a house that lost its air conditioning yeah. in a quarantine during a heat wave and we <laughs> for some reason we decided to like put the kids in the same room like one is seven months and the other one's three and like to put them in the oh same God, room for the Kurt. first time I forgot that you just, you guys had a second kid recently. Oh yeah. Holy had, shit, I totally child. forgot you are you have two children. <laughs> I knew I knew oh, that, but child, it completely slipped my mind. I was so I was so cocky when I had one kid. I would just be like when people would be like, Should I have a kid? I would be like, Hey man, you know, it's like it's hard, you know, but like isn't everything worthwhile doing hard? And now that I've got two kids, people are like, should I have kids? I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. I have 15 minutes to drink this glass of vodka before I go to bed. Because every moment I'm up longer than him, he gets stronger than me. It is. The difference is. He's growing in his sleep. I'm dying lying awake. <laughs> He's going to be up in a four hours and I got to be ready to battle. Yeah, no, I am. Oh, two, man. two kids is like ex exponentially harder than one kid. It's it's now starting to get easier. Now he's he just turned seven months, and it's starting to get easier because they're like starting to play with each other, which is like, and when it happens, it's like amazing. But wow, uh, yeah, quarantine. Yeah, the beginning that's of some quarantine was, shit right was real tough. But now <laughs> oh, we're in, we're man. you know we're 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 figuring out the groove of it. Is there is there an uh we'll get to our topic which is surfing cuz you're one of the few East Coast beach boys that I I know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that many. Especially once we moved to like New York City, once everyone was living in New York and Brooklyn, it was like 
I even didn't go to the beach for four years or whatever, except for like when I went to visit my mom in the summer on Long Island. And I didn't realize until I moved to LA and started going to the beach, like how much of a fucking huge part of that was my life. Like how much a huge, how much of my life that was the beach was important. Like I went there and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't go for five years when I lived in Carroll Gardens. This is fucking insane. Yeah, it was so crazy. I think I stopped for like, I stopped for all of college. I didn't go to the beach like for four years. And then maybe I was in New York for two years before I realized like, oh, I can take the train to Rockaway. And then when I figured that out, it was like, it changed my life. Were you, were you, uh, one of those dudes who I always envied seeing on the fucking like A train with a surfboard and a fucking wetsuit. I know I wasn't because I, in 2000, I, uh, I rent. I started renting a surf bungalow. It was like me and nine other surfers, and so we. I just had all my stuff out there. So I would like at like finish shows, drunk, get on the train at like midnight, and like take it out there and then sleep there at the bungalow and then go surf in the morning. It was great. Holy shit, Kurt! You're you live the life I want to live now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, like, that that sounds like a fucking dream. Wait, that is so smart. So you and a group of people. All shared like one like crash pad type place where everyone kept their gear. Yeah, it was and like you would just go. It was sorry, I keep cutting you off. It's the c- connection. Um, uh, don't please don't apologize for it. I cut all my guests off constantly. So <laughs> <laughs> if you do it to me, the audience, it, the listeners are pumped. So go. <laughs> it was it was yeah. It was half a block from the surf beach. The only at the time it was there was only one place you could legally surf in Rockaway. It was Ninety First Street. Now there's two. Um, but it, yeah, it was half a block from the, the surf beach. It was perfect. And I remember at the time, like now it's unimaginable, like Rockaway's blown up so much. Uh, right, but like right. in 2000, it was kind of difficult to find nine other people to split like the, a year round rental there. Um, and so when me and my two friends were like, maybe we should do this. And I was like, where are we going to find seven other surfers to share this and then we just bare we almost didn't make it and then we did and then from that moment on it was always if there was a it was, there was a hole someone like came in and filled it immediately but it was oh, great so it was like a, it was like having like it was like you had two apartments at one point in your fucking uh early in your comedy career technically which is pretty wild yeah <laughs> one of them cost a hundred dollars a month <laughs> And you- <laughs> it was one hundred dollars each at that time. Was it, was it like a one bedroom or a two bedroom apartment? No, or it was like, like a that? room. It was like a studio, and it was the majority of it was like surf equipment. But you could definitely fit like two two people could sleep in a lofted bed over the bathroom, and then two people could sleep on a like a fold out futon. You know those futons that just go like here. It's a couch when it's like an L, and then you make it flat <laughs> yeah. and it's a bed. There was one of those that was yeah, disgusting. You just pull two dowels out that seem like yes. this is what's holding this into a couch, and then it just immediately and it's not a full, it's a twin and a half. Yeah. You're like, great, yeah. I'm gonna bring this to college. And like big uh, guys like you- us, if you sit down too hard on it, you just break those dowels. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I break a lot of chairs and so I'm very self-conscious and very ginger about seating. One day I was shooting a show I was hosting, and in the same day I broke two chairs. One at lunch and one on the set. Director, and it was like the, the director, the director chairs. I, the director chairs. No, I wish I don't even sit in those. I kind of, I kind of like stand next to them. I don't trust those <laughs> fucking things. <laughs> I was gonna say those are easy to break. I've broken multiple, many yeah. of those. One of mine was a barber's chair because it was like this stupid hairstyle fucking game show. I fucking sat in a chair and just the metal like tube that sat on just completely <laughs> bent and snapped, and I was just like. Oh. <laughs> You just slowly it's really went great over. for my ego. <laughs> yeah, just and then the the one at lunch was one of those like remember those high school chairs that were like one plastic piece and then had like two trapezoidal sets of legs. Yeah, I sat on it with like the four air vents by the ass. I I sat on it and all four legs just yep. slowly spread out, melted as I just crushed it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I gotta I gotta back up like a minute. Did you say yeah. you hosted a yes. game show where people just took haircuts? They got haircuts? It was a haircut game show? Yeah, I figured as I said that, I was like, why would I even open myself up to discuss this? But 
I I hosted a sh- uh, uh, believe it or not short lived uh, show on uh, believe it or not True TV. Yes. All of these are setting up to exactly what you think it might be a game show called Hairjacked, which was Cash Cab but in a salon chair. Wow. The people didn't, they came in to get a haircut from a a stylist, and then the stylist would just start casually asking them questions. And eventually, if they figured out what was going on, they'd reveal that, like, it was all hidden cameras, and I would come out as the host of the show. And loser would have to get, like, a fucked up haircut, and winner would get, like, a prize. (laughs) It was. Oh, man. Okay, so you never cut people's hair. Like, there there was someone who was cutting people's hair, and then you were just come in, like, yeah, you got hair jacked. 100% as a matter of fact I definitely had to scream you got hair jacked (laughs) (laughs) knowing anything about fucking bullshit unscripted television you can really figure out what I was doing there (laughs) oh man so then you asked them more questions yeah then I would come out and it'd be like there'd be like challenges where like uh Pictionary, but like with shaving cream on the mirror. They were all like loosely. I and the funny thing is, I would enter, I would reveal myself as the host as I would like come out and like sweep up the hair during the haircut and eventually find some fucking uh, like ham fisted segue into revealing that I was the host of the show. <laughs> but I was so just believably a janitor so frequently, like I would just come out and sweep and like that no one would even pay attention to me. And not because I'm a good actor, but I definitely have more janitor vibes than fucking TV show host vibes. <laughs> oh man, I love that. That oh man. Wait, so I'm trying to think like because I'm trying to think like because that doesn't actually even sound like a bad gig. Like that sounds like as far as bad gigs go, like what is your worst? What's your worst like gig for a pilot or something that like never went anywhere? Oh, yeah. That one was only bad because it was embarrassing after the fact. It was like a cush gig that paid well for. Yeah, I they just the only thing was they they had like this very specific look they wanted me to have. And it was like I looked like. I mean, this shot, this show shot after I moved here, so it was like two, 2010 maybe or uh, 2012. But they dressed me like Ricky Martin. I wore like yes. solid neon uh, button down, like shiny like yes. dancer shirts yes. <laughs> and like khakis. I'm like, who is this show for? Who am I? Why am I the host? <laughs> Pick literally anyone else then. Um, I've had a bunch of those weird hosting jobs. I'm trying to think of what the the worst Here, one was. I'll tell you my worst while you think of yours. Yeah. Uh, it was a pilot. It's tied. Oh, mine are tied. Mine's tied. This Perfect. was a pilot for Comedy Central. Okay. So, <laughs> Comedy Sounds Central. Sounds good on paper. Uh, called Race Riot. And it was a... <laughs> and it was a racially based prank show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was not my, I, this is not my show, but I was like hired as an actor uh, to be in it. It was like racial boiling points, more or less. It was one, it was, ex- that's exactly it. It was racial boiling points. So, like, oh. I mean, and it, like, the fact that it was shot today, like, it, it, it's, it, it was insane. It was insane. I was like the token oh my- white guy. Everyone else was someone of color. Um, <laughs> And so I had to do all like the white guy stuff, which was the all the worst stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, has been for uh, <laughs> millennia. <laughs> yeah. What a uh, crazy wait. idea. So frequently we say, oh, I did. I shot this thing. I hope it never sees the light of day because oh, yeah. like you're slightly embarrassed. But when there's one <laughs> like that, you're like, I don't think that could legally see the light of day. Oh, I don't it's think like, it could legally see the light of day at all. <laughs> yeah. But then there was another one. I'd see like... You know, like back right, right when you first start doing improv and all of a sudden like prank shows are like, we'll just eat you up and spit you out. Like <laughs> I did a, another pilot where I had to, they soaked a suit. It was the character called Mr. Stinks and they soaked a suit in uh, raccoon piss uh, and like all this other horrible smelling shit. It literally, when I put the suit on, I would like gag. It would be difficult to not like vomit. And then I would go out on blind dates with women. It was oh my God. awful. Again, I did not write any of this. I was an actor who needed money, guys. I want to apologize to everybody for doing all oh. the things I did for money in my early 20s. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you happen to be in the East Village around the time that Balls of Fury came out and a guy in a wig and some uh, a woman dressed in a cultural appropriation of Asian culture uh-huh. uh, tried to give you uh, branded ping pong paddles and balls and make you take photos with them, I'd like to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> they made us do horrible that- things. That's the that's my worst non TV job I've ever had was a one of those like I used to do those that promo work where you hand out flyers or try to get people to sign shit like I was I was broke um, I did one for the promoting Balls of Fury where I had to get dressed up as the main character from Balls of Fury and take photos with people playing beer pong at bars in the East and West Village on and my partner was this young Asian woman who had to dress in like geisha fucking cosplay oh no no. and and she was like literally we would go to like an east village bar or a murray hill bar on like a thursday night at 10 p.m and we'd have to have to take pictures with people to prove that we're out there promoting but this poor fucking i ended up being like a bouncer for like a woman to prevent sexual and i'm dressed in a fucking red afro with like a bandana and ping pong i look like a fucking asshole the job was (laughs) three weekends thursday friday and saturday night three weekends back to back to back like four hours a night it paid like a couple of hundred dollars a night, but if you didn't quit and did all nine nights, they gave you a two thousand dollar bonus, which was just I didn't read that as like oh my god, oh, it must be impossible to do. It no- was gonna yes. suck so much. Exactly, exactly. And in my head, I'm like, I'll do whatever it takes to get that two thousand dollar bonus on night three. Me and the woman, <laughs> she took her fucking wig off. I took my wig off, and we got fucking annihilated at a bar. And then we were like, we just both sent like drunken emails at night. We're like, we quit this shit. We both like shook hands. And we're like, I I need two thousand dollars so bad. She's like, me too. I'm like, but I can't do this ever again. And she's like, you can't. Like, she's like being sexually harassed every single night. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. I am so proud of you because that back then, like two thousand dollars changed your like life. It changed. It would. Yeah. I remember, like, oh my god. I don't know if I could have, if I could have walked away. Also, I don't know how horrible it was. It it was both. I don't know how I walked away either. And it was like I'm proud at the of time you. when you're ha- when when you have like th- three roommates in a fucking tiny ass loft in like downtown Williamsburg. Two thousand dollars covers like th- three months rent. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit! I can live for a quarter off of this. This is and this like, is my <laughs> whole summer. I just had a free summer if I could get through these weekends. <laughs> oh man. I went down the long path of almost becoming a seasonal employee at Circuit City. Like, I had so many fucking dark moments uh, in my comedy yeah, career. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Why would Circuit City have a seasonal job hiring? For, like, what, uh, like I, air conditioner season or something? Uh, for a holiday season. Oh, okay. For gifts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the winter. I'm here to sell you guys snow blowers. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk. Speaking of summer, so I. I listen. I think I know about your surfing history f- through conversation with you, but also maybe did you talk about it on This American Life or a, a mutual friend's podcast at some possibly, point? Possibly, possibly. I'm trying to. I th- can't. Yeah, I mean, I've, there there's a there's a surfing podcast uh, that I have done, um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I grew up surfing, yeah, and you grew up surfing, right? Yeah, I started surfing like uh, freshman or sophomore year of high school with some like you know, crunchy buddies from high school. Cause I was a beach kid. Like I was a boogie boarder my whole life. Yeah. I had like, like I was, we were kind of serious. We, me and my brothers, we had bags, Churchill fins. We subscribed to bodyboarding magazine. We were little spongers. Oh, I had, little I, had, I had my travel bag for my sponge and my Churchill fins too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cause like, uh, I, I've said this on the pod a number of times, but talking to you, I just want to share this. Like, uh, my dad worked, the three to 11 shift in the city. So in the summer it was, we're in the car at 8am and we're uh, driving to Jones beach and we're leaving Jones beach at 1pm. Oh, that's awesome. And we did that seven days a week. Uh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and if it, but if it was rain, if it was rainy, we would go to the mall, but seven days a week, we went to the beach in the morning. And my dad was just like reading newspapers and like eating a sandwich while we all just we I had like beach friends at like a huge public beach where you'd be like Dennis and his brother are here let's hit the f- oh guys there's a look at the cool swell let's paddle out or whatever um 
then I met and ran into some surfers in, in high school. I was a lifeguard. I, and then in college, I was a beach life. I, I was a lifeguard all summer at Jones Beach, where Jones Beach, you can't legally surf at, but outside the flags, lifeguards are allowed to practice on the BZ. I love it. And I, I fucking surfed five straight summers on a BZ. And for a fat kid, the first time you surf on one of those big foam like stand up it's m- almost a stand up paddleboard yeah i felt like a fucking king i've been using <laughs> my friend's dad's rob my friend's dad had a 106 robert august which i should have stolen cuz right oh now it would have been a fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah and he let me surf on it cuz i was their biggest friend so they'd be like you can let gabrus use it <laughs> I, I was like what my parents wouldn't buy me a surfboard cuz we were such trash so those are like, that's when I surfed. And then when I moved to the city, it kind of stopped. And I would do it like once a summer if I got out there with some friends or went to visit some uh, buddies at the beach. But I haven't done it since I moved here. And I go to the beach. I'm like one of the three people that we know in comedy in LA that goes to the beach. Wait, you go to the beach all the time? You don't surf here? Yes, I know. I got to get around to it. I go with like uh, like Frisbee bums uh-huh. and weed, weed bums. <laughs> so. But I got to start going. I got to get my shit together. Because oh well, you know we have a we have a comedy surf group. Yeah, Blair uh, Saki mentioned that. Oh yeah, yeah. And, it's like uh, me, yeah. Moshe Kasher, Andy Wood, uh, Andrew Michon, Doug, uh, Doug Pound, and John Hell Daly, yeah. uh, and Andy Wood. You got to come, man. Yeah, come surf with us sometime. Oh, I have lots oh. of boards here. You can borrow one of Dude, my as boards as soon as this lifts. Oh, fuck yeah. For the listeners, he's got his quiver on the wall in the garage. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That fucking rule. That's like my... Uh, I made the pact uh, during this year uh, to start doing... Like a couple years ago, I had like... I've been wait, waiting my whole life to be like, as soon as my career takes off, I'll start doing these hobbies I've always wanted. <laughs> Oh man! So <laughs> we all have things. We all have things like, well, as soon as my career takes off. <laughs> but yeah. I love that you have hobbies. Like it's a whole life imagined, and also hobbies. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's so it's so weird to me because for the longest time I was like, oh yeah, as soon as I uh, get my career in order, like I can't. I have to focus all my energy on my career right now. I can't take a surfing lesson again, and I don't know what block i had in my head it was almost like i wasn't deserving of like leisure activities because my career wasn't where i wanted to be oh i get that feeling of course because it's now i don't have when you don't have like a job that you have to like go to physically the only thing that marks how much work you're doing is like literally doing the work and if you're and if you're like working from home like you could just always be working yeah, or always be not working and mad at yourself yes. saying you should be working. Exactly. Like, I, it's such my, a trap. <laughs> it's so, I'm, I'm so fucking, tw- like, I'm like, and now here I am, 16 years in comedy yeah. <laughs> and career still not taken off. Maybe it's okay <laughs> to have a few hobbies just in case I die at 60. My dad died at 55. Um, <laughs> my dad died 17 years from now. And if I don't, if I wait till my career, I wait till what? I get four episodes of Superstore, then I'm allowed to like <laughs> learn to surf. To what have the fuck a hobby. <laughs> so, but in the last couple of years, I've thrown that aside and I've just been like, I got scuba certified. And then this, this year was like, this summer is the summer I surf. And then like, like pandemic hits oh, yeah. and now every day i say to my wife the day this ends i fucking ride a board I, i'm like so worked up about it so well, i and up. we've been trying to get the, <laughs> i know we've been trying to get this record and i had no idea that i would be also invited to surf on the oh, yeah. i was shoehorning myself into a conversation to talk about surfing oh yeah man. but getting invited to what a fucking double dip dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I, also, I had a very similar i had like a very similar like growing up on the beach thing too because my mom my mom would work my mom was a, a nurse a pediatric nurse mine too oh Oh, really nice pediatric yeah uh no my mom was uh, uh all over but now she, she was in a psych she's works in the psych ward now oh, okay cool um yeah. uh, is your mom still a nurse no, no 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 my mom died three years ago oh sorry about that but dead uh, mom dead dad best hell buds. yeah dog <laughs> let's set them up <laughs> set them up let's become half heaven. brothers <laughs> that's a show Heaven, heaven blind date. Uh, oh, that, that's awesome! You're like your your mom visits you as a ghost, and she's like, "I'm dating Pol Pot," and you're like, "Oh no, no, no!" I got somebody, mom. I got somebody. I've never met him, but I love his son. 
<laughs> but yeah, my mom um, would work. She would work like these crazy shifts for like three, four days a week, like 12 hour shifts. And then yeah. she would just have off for like three or four days. And so then like, so half the week in the summertime, we were just at the beach all day long. And again, same thing. My mom would just like sit there and, you know, like just read her book and and I would just like go. And I remember, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was like, and I'm talking like when you're like seven, eight years old, like before I like graduated to a boogie board, I remember this so specifically. It was a, you remember like they, it was, it was a styrofoam type surfboard that then was like covered with kind of a plasticky fabric um, but it was shaped like, and I've never talked about this for some reason, it was shaped like a square, and then it had a narrow part that went like this, and then another square. Like, almost that you Sort could, of like a big uh, 2D dumbbell or something exactly. like that? Exactly. Yes. Oh, and weird. I do, no, I, I don't know if I've seen this. Yes. Okay, so that's what I started surfing on, which is like, I think it was like a pool floaty for like children to like put <laughs> so their legs could like go down the middle you know but it also oh, like yeah. totally worked as a surfboard i mean you know not not surfboard but to ride waves um right, to ride right. white water in you know when you're like seven years old but that's yeah i started yeah. off with that and then I, I don't know i got a boogie board when i was like nine or something and then i remember i'm for like i think my mom bought my first surfboard for me for christmas when i was 13 and it, i think she she got it at a yard sale I think for like 25 bucks. Oh, awesome. And it was actually, I wish I still had the board because I, I have a board now that's kind of like it, but it was a single fin 70s shape with like the midpoint forward. But someone had uh, instead, uh, I think someone used it as a table because it was covered in uh, candle wax. Like someone had just put a bunch of candles on it. And so I oh, had wow. to spend when I got it like, eight hours scraping candle wax off of it, which is so much more difficult to get off than like, you know, surf wax. Normal wax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, what, what was your, what was your beach? I know you're a Jersey guy. Yeah. Right? My beach was, so yeah. I, I first, first we lived in Asbury park and then we moved to Neptune, which is right next door. And so my beach that my mom and I would go to was Avon. Um, and so it was like Avon, like, cause there was right, there was a cove right there. And so when, for when I was like five, six years old, it was like the waves didn't break too hard on the cove. And so I could like, kind of like, you know, go swimming there by myself without her having to watch me. And then when I started surfing more, I would surf in Spring Lake and surf Manasquan. Um, oh, hell yeah. Manasquan is probably like the best place in Jersey, I would say. But also I, yeah. Yeah. It's like the best brick. Cause, uh, when I was eventually surfing with my high school buds, we would uh, we cut school a couple of times uh, or missed the first half of the day a couple of times to drive out and hit ditch planes. Oh yeah, which is like which is like Long Island's best break. Oh yeah, uh, allegedly. Yeah, 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 until yeah, you get yeah. to uh, Montauk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Today's episode of High and Mighty is brought to you by The Brother Show. Um, the Brother Show is uh, L.A. comedians Perry and Dakota, who are brothers. They grew up in a small town where their reckless sense of humor was formed. It wasn't until they moved to L.A. that they realized their perspectives were actually considered slightly outrageous. They embrace their point of view. They sit down each week to review movies, books, topical events. They share wild stories from their hometown. They encourage listeners to sh send in their own stories, discuss. They're, they're funny guys. They have great chemistry, obviously, because they're brothers. Highly recommend you check out their podcast this week's episode is with special guest thomas bragg from yes theory so subscribe now to the brother show on spotify and apple podcasts give these guys a listen see what you think i don't know if you're like me you're a fan of sex and if you're a fan of sex you're going to really like bluechew.com uh they offer men a performance enhancement for the bedroom and you get your first chewables with active ingredients sildenafil or to Dolophil. I can't really say that, but those are the active ingredients in Viagra and Cialis, which I can say. So Blue Chip bluechew.com uh, uh sets you up with a, uh, an affiliated physician that uh will work with you to find the dosage and active ingredients and chewables can work faster the chewables from blue chew can be taken on a full or empty stomach online physician consult is free it's cheaper than the other two viagra and cialis only takes a few minutes uh, on bluechew.com so 
again, listen to this. There's no in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversations. You don't have to go to a pharmacy. It goes right to your door. Bluechew.com. It gives you the confidence in bed every time. You and your partner will love it. Chew it and do it. Wait, I should do that like uh, um, the dude from... Chew it and do it, Rob Schneider from Waterboy. So here's a great great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code MIGHTY. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y. Uh, my beach was Jones Beach Field 6 that we hung out at growing up. But when we first started surfing, we would always go to Lido. And then uh, in Long Beach, the neighbor, the town on Long Island, there's a little area called the State Street area, which has no parking. Uh, but it is private beaches. So if you could just be sketchy or take a, take a bet that you won't get a ticket, you can get a fucking great break with no one on the beach except for people who live in the 10 apartment buildings there. It fucking rules. Oh, yeah. But it's so and sketchy. You got to like run like from like two blocks away with your big board and hope that you like don't get fucking caught or anything it, it was so fun there is a same there's similar like uh in deal which is right next to asbury in jersey it's all like just houses on the beach and so i yeah. always was just assumed like you couldn't surf there and then recently i was like oh no there are there are like little areas that you can kind of like run in between houses like to get down to the beach which is so weird which is what i like about California is that there's a rule that you have to allow beach access, which I think I is very cool. It makes it so it makes it so weird because like I get it if you're like a rich person who spent five million dollars on your beachfront house and like two fucking dirtbag surfers are like going right past your recycling bin to go catch waves. But at the same time, you chose to put your flag down in like a cool ass spot. Yeah. You gotta deal it. No, come on. <laughs> and also I on I I firmly believe like the ocean and the beach are everyone's property. You know, it's just oh, like for sure. nobody yeah. owns that. That is and like for enforcing that idea of like private property, you can't cross drives me crazy and apparently there's a like a website and i don't know what it is but because there's all these you know like hyper mansions in malibu um and people who have like bought like two properties next to each other but they have to continually allow a right-of-way access through their property so some of them are like magical wonderland tunnels but like like going through one of the most majestic like properties on the west coast but like anybody can just like walk through their yard it's pretty awesome oh hell yeah this feels like a remote episode yeah. let's hit the fucking tunnels dude <laughs> uh, Man, that fucking sounds awesome. Yeah, so uh, where where do you surf out here? Like, uh, I go to I go to Will Rogers Beach just to hang out and part and like chill. I think there. I, Will Rogers but, Beach is a good place to hang out. I like it. Yeah, it's as far as like just drive to and stuff like that, and the parking's easy. But I uh, I go all over the place. I used to go down to Porto when I first started living here. Uh, that's a that's a big one. That's where uh, a, a lot of my friends who got into it out here started taking classes or lessons or whatever. Yeah, it's down just the, the closest to the east side. You know, you can get there in like thirty minutes from here. Um, well, that's that's what I was about to ask. Uh, another thing, I'm just piling. We'll get to all these questions, but uh, isn't it weird how few people who live in Los Angeles go to the beach when we can go like ten months out of the it's year? It's crazy. <laughs> you can go every day if you, you could go. You can go twelve months out of the year, but like. It's like beach weather for seven or eight months out of the year, and people are like, "I've been here for ten years. I've, I never went." It's so I'm like, weird. It's that's insane to me. And I mean, maybe they're from like land, like their childhoods that wasn't part of it. But it, it, every time I go, I'm like, it changes your if whole. I can, it makes you feel like you were, you're on vacation. One hunt, Kurt. I always say like, no matter how shitty my week is, if I got to spend a couple hours at the beach that yeah. week, it can't, it couldn't have been that bad. Exactly, and and that yeah, and that's I I haven't been surfing in so long because of the second kid, uh, but I'm like <laughs> looking to be able to get out again at some point, <laughs> and it would just change my whole week. My whole week has changed because I got to surf that week, you know? Because uh, you you look forward to it for a couple of days, and then after a couple of days, you're like, oh, man, it was fucking great that I was in the ocean. Yes. My fucking shoulders are sore. Yeah. It feels like I did shit. Ah, it's, it's fucking crazy. So you, you live on the east side. Porto is the easiest beach to get to from the east side, Yeah, it's think? like 35 minutes from, you know, like Silver Lake, Los Feliz area. Um, if, you, if you have fast track. Um, but I've been going more often up farther north like ventura is probably my my chosen spot 
Uh, oh, if nice. I'm just like, go. if, like north past Zuma and Matador, like yeah, that yeah, far yeah. North? So yeah. I actually like don't even drive along the ocean to get PCH. there. I just go up this. You know, you go up the five, and then you take uh, I think it's two nineteen or whatever, and you're like you go through Simi Valley, and it's beautiful, and it's just like all farms and big green mountains, and then you're at the beach in an hour and like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that brings me up, brings me to another thing. Everyone's always like, oh, the beach, it's like an hour away. I'm like, everything is an hour away. You know what I mean? Like, but when you get done with that hour drive, it's the beach. It's the beach. Yeah. And I'm going to surf for three hours. So it's like, yeah, it's like it usually takes me like hour and a half to get in the water. And then I surf for three hours. And then, but it does take like that's six hours. I do want to move. Eventually, I want to move to the west side. I just don't yeah. know anybody over there, so I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have surfing and my family, uh, which doesn't sound bad, but I'm just which not gonna see bad. people. Right, and then also, God, God help you. You're like, uh, hey, you want to do a spot at a comedy show? Yeah. You're like, 10 p.m. in Silver Lake. I doubt it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I'm already instantly flaking and bailing on shit. And I live in West Hollywood, yeah. like in the heart of everything. Like, and fuck, fuck you if I live in uh, like up in because. Vent- Yesterday, literally, my wife and I were talking about moving to Ventura County because, like, Ventura is my just, favorite man. She work. She's been working from home for this last month, and we were like. Obviously, like a lot of people, luckily, not like a lot of people, luckily, we are able to work from home. I get that. Yeah. But we're like, if we could do this full time, why would we live in LA? Where would we live? And we went on like a PCH drive this weekend. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, we should live on the West fucking side, dude, if we don't have to commute. But no one's going to do my podcast if I live in Malibu. But you don't need to anymore. <laughs> Look at this. We're just right. doing it over Zoom. Like now, we're never going to see people to do podcasts anymore. Now that we know we can do it over Zoom, we're all going to do it over Zoom. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same, but you're right. I'm getting adjusted to it. And if it means like now I'm paying Oxnard rent yeah. instead of fucking uh, West Hollywood rent or Oxnard mortgage even, uh, then maybe it makes sense. If Fuck, you really dude. think about doing that, let me know because I've looked at a lot of property in Oxnard. <laughs> It's a dope little beach town, right? It's like not like a high. It's not mega bougie, and I oh, don't no, know. It's not. And one yeah. of the best bars in the entire world that I think I've ever been to is in Oxnard. It's called the Rudder Room, and it is a super dive bar on the beach. So you can literally Dude. take your drink and walk out of a dive bar and be on the beach and then just sit on the sand with your drink and drink on the beach in front of this bar. It's fucking amazing. Holy shit. I'm having a party in Oxnard so I could go to that place. I'm going to have all my friends Airbnb shit. Yes. And then we're going to fucking blow out the- Dude, you don't, even, you don't even have to Airbnb. I, I, oh, dude, if you want to have an Oxnard weekend, and this is for everybody who lives- Okay, there is this fucking hotel that used to be uh, like a super fancy hotel. Now it's an embassy suites. Uh, it's called Mandalay Bay. It's right on the beach. And uh, rooms are pretty cheap. Uh, They're all suites. Every room is a suite. So you have like your kitchen and everything. And then it's free drinks, including hard liquor, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. every single day. (laughs) And And then you're on the beach. And you can walk to the rudder room, too. It's about like a mile walk. But it's like... And the Mandalay Bay, that is the place to go. That's like... That's fucking... If you just want a cheap weekend to like go and live at the beach for like two days, it's the best. Oh, hell yeah. I'm doing that the second we're legally allowed to rent hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But also, the very first day we were there, the the moment we got there, some kids shit in the pool. And they had to... And they had to close the pool. But we were back in that pool the next day, baby. Uh, also in that moment, and uh, your podcast partner, Scotty Landis, you've, ne- you've never sounded more like him when you're like, if you're ever in Oxnard, I have a dive bar for you. Dude knows a dive bar in every city in the world. And I always wondered how he does it, and he just literally will drive to an area and just drive around that area until he finds a place. <laughs> yeah. I met up with Scotty in Barcelona, and he took me to a dive. He was there for a week before me. I- 
uh, I happen to be there with my wife. I'm like, Scotty, I saw on Instagram you're in Barcelona. I get there in two days. He's like, let's meet up. Oh, that's awesome. We go. He's already like a regular at like a record, like a di- like a vinyl dive bar in <laughs> Barcelona. I'm like, how long have you been here for? He's like, seven days before you guys got here. I was like, <laughs> we go in. They're like, Scotty. I'm like, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, man, I really want to go to Barcelona. How was it? It was awesome. It's my favorite. It's my favorite European city I've been to so far. But I've only been to like a handful, like Munich, uh, Amsterdam, like. The cla- like the classic twenty something travel places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Oktoberfest, Amsterdam, London, Paris, and Barcelona. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Barcelona fucking rules. I want to go back when it's beach season because it's it's a fucking coastal city. I had dude. no idea it was a coastal city, dude. It's like it's literally Spanish. This is like so. Uh, what's where I'm looking for when you minimize something with? Uh, this is so reductive. But Barcelona is sort of like. Brooklyn because it's just restaurants and bars and very you can walk it and then there's cool old architecture and it's like Brooklyn where the beach is like just three more miles further you know like in actual Brooklyn but yeah. people go to it yeah, like, yeah it's it's more manageable like we walked to the beach area from our hotel oh, in Barcelona that's awesome and it was just winter but I have a rule where if I'm at a beach I have to get in the water so I got in and I was like freezing Me my too. fucking ass off. Always, yeah. I was in New Ze- I was in New Zealand when it was uh, winter time there, and I'm like, don't know if I'll ever get a chance to be in this water. So I just stripped down right right from outside the vineyard, ran into my underwear, ran back out, and got dressed. Yeah, I love a I love uh, a, I love a cold plunge. I find dude, it invigorating. A hundred percent. I take a cold shower like you know four out of seven days a week. <laughs> like I, it's so fucking crazy. My wife is like, like because. It's so unrelaxing. Like she, she like lights candles and has plants and yeah. shit in the shower. She takes a long ass shower and listens to music. I take like a five minute freezing cold shower while I'm listening to a podcast. I seem like a psychopath. <laughs> it's like a shot of espresso. It just it like works. gets everything going. Yeah, I love it. I in my in my uh, when I eventually build my Oxnard uh, beach uh, mansion, <laughs> I I will 100 percent have a sauna and a cold plunge pool that's, in the fucking yard. That's been my dream. Since I was in high school, to have a sauna and a cold plunge pool. Uh, Kurt, Kurt, our paths keep crossing every once in a while, and every time we do, we sit down, and we t- we end up talking, and we're like, <laughs> our our backstories are weirdly intertwined. I know it is. You know, and it, I've always said, like Long Island and Jersey are like they're essentially just just one goes east to west and one goes north to south. They're the same place. Yeah. I always say same shit, different toilet. Exactly, uh, and both parties, both areas will never let. Like Long Island is like fuck Jersey, yeah, and Jersey's it's garbage. Like, fuck Jersey. Long Island. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're exactly the same. You guys do exits, we do train stops. Like it's like all like <laughs> it's all the same shit. It's like we're into we're into the gym, we're into the beach, we're into bars, we're all out. Uh, if you're 40 plus, you're an alcoholic. If you're under 40, you're a drug addict. It's like, it's all the same <laughs> shit. It, it's, it's, uh, and it's a quote unquote melting pot. If none of the ingredients have melted because one, uh, one, uh, economic class lives here and right next to them is a completely different economic class, yeah. but God forbid they ever interact. Exactly. <laughs> and, and like the, and the uniform is just a, a, a zipless hoodie. <laughs> yes <laughs> a pullover hoodie yeah. is 100 percent uh ideally with like a place you work yes, or exactly. like a co- yeah <laughs> oh you still landscaping nah dude just a great hoodie yeah, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> um so h- how are you feeling these days i you we you mentioned you had a second kid so uh and also it's a pandemic so ideally not ideal surf conditions but how have you been feeling about west coast surfing do you feel like cuz a lot of people are probably intimidated about surfing in the first place cuz we all know about like the locals only don't drop in all that fucking like threatening shit but this is also still california where everyone is a, a little stoned and a little chill yeah. how do, uh, how, how have you been feeling going to these places i out have here? never had an issue on the west coast and the west coast wa- and it's weird it's like here and the west coast waves are so much more forgiving often you know like 
East Coast was always there's a very narrow window for good conditions, and it's early in the morning, and everybody who's hardcore is out at the exact same time, and it's not good. At the exact same break. Exact exact same break, and it's not often good, and so when it is good, people are, like, angry at you for, like, fucking up their wave, whereas here it's just, like, good pretty much all the time if you can go to the right place, and so, yeah, it's so much more chill here. The most aggressive, aggressive locals I've ever encountered was in Rockaway. And I've never, and people would be like, don't go to that break, man. They're crazy there. And then I go and I'm just like, nobody said a word to me. Uh, <laughs> but also it might be because of the fact that like, I just, I stay away from people. I try not to drop in on anybody, you know, just because of coming up in the East coast where that was such a, it was such an aggressive kind of like feeling out in the water sometimes, especially at Rockaway when it's like a city of Eight million people, and there's one place to surf in the summer. Literally, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, hundred yards. A train. Yes. The train is aggressive. So, like, <laughs> a, why wouldn't the an even smaller locale that, like, hey guys, there's three months a year that we're allowed outside here. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's uh, you know, like one hour a day of a break, and there's two days a week that that works. Yeah. So we're we're looking at a total of. 70 hours over the course of a, a year. <laughs> we're all we're going to bump heads a few times. Yeah. So yeah, no, I love I love surfing out here. It's just it's a completely different uh experience. Completely yeah. even like the way the the beach looks. Like you know, like just going to the beach, the beach looks physically so different here. Like especially if you go as you go farther north in the county with all the cliffs and everything like that. Like yeah, it's just like the it's like a completely different topography and the watercolor, I guess, because of the sand color is like, it just I, the fact that I know New Yorkers who live out here who are like I've never been to the beach. People I'm friends with from New York, I'm like, it's so different than East Coast beaches, which are beautiful. I like love it's East even Coast more. Beaches. Of course, I love it's them. A, it's objectively more like screensaver beachy here than it is on the East Coast. Yes, and people and I'm I'm like. We we practically have like what looks like a tro- like tropical beaches that are public state parks. It's here. crazy. Like, have you ever been to Matador? Yeah. Up in yes, dude. dude. Mat- Matador is where you t- where you take an East Coast friend to blow their who's fucking like, mind. Exactly, dude. Take them down to the fucking cove. Take them down. Like what? We have to go down five flights of stairs to go to the beach. I'm right. I'm like yes, down. Yeah. Get fucking ready. And then <laughs> and then there's like those sea caves. You can like walk through sea caves and fucking sea turtles and shit. I mean, I like it just. But when I went, I we went to there like right after moving here, and I was just like, this is it. I'm never going back. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I the first time I went to Matador, I got yelled at from a mom for smoking weed on the yeah. beach and all, also took a shit in the ocean because <laughs> it was like five flights of stairs yeah. up to shit in an outhouse that's been baking in a parking lot all day so i was like i'm just gonna go shit in the ocean <laughs> how many times uh, have you shit in the ocean two in my entire life two full i've Wait. taken two full on purpose dumps in the ocean i think i'm Am I frozen I've- you were frozen Sorry. for a second, but now you're back. I think I've only shit in the ocean once, but I've definitely shit in river a river once, and I've shit in Lake Michigan once. Yeah, shit in the ocean twice, shit like in the dunes once when I was like partying at the beach. And then, uh, you know, puked once in the ocean when I almost drowned. Whoa. Uh, yeah, which was crazy. I almost drowned on duty as a beach lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> You were hungover. <laughs> we had this like uh, the best days for lifeguards on Long Island are when the beach is legally closed because it's too dangerous. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like we're not allowed to let anyone in the beach. It's like, well, I'm getting paid fourteen. I'm I'm twenty one. I'm getting paid fourteen or sixteen dollars an hour, and I get to go fucking play in this ocean. One day it was brutal, brutal conditions, and there was a crazy east west sweep. Like, like you know. 10 knots of a sweep. Like you could just like sit on a uh, uh, surfboard and shoot down the island. Yeah. So we had our lieutenant drive us like three, four miles east and drop us off like before Robert Moses. Nice. And we all got into the ocean on assorted floats. I was just uh, body surfing and we were just riding the fucking uh, sweep back. We ended up traveling like 
three miles back to our beach in uh, under an hour. Holy just shit. Just not trying to head that yeah. way. And I just got worked by a wave and missed a cycle where I didn't get the breath before the next wave uh-huh. came in. You know that feeling? And I was just like, I, I breathed in too much salt water. And when I came up, I just blew, ch- and, uh, blew it was like post-lunch or whatever. I just blew fucking chunks in the water. And one of my other lifeguards, one of my buddies was like, Gamers, you were right? I was like, dude, I almost drowned on duty. <laughs> like, it was like, and that was, and hi- now with hindsight, I always think about that. I'm like, that would have been crazy. Like, my friends wouldn't have been able to save me or find me. Yeah. Because we're like, in between beaches. And at the time, I was just like, that was fucking gnarly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be 21 again. <laughs> yeah, those sweeps. I remember those sweeps. Because when it would get really good in Rockaway, it would be, you would just, all you would do is try to paddle back to the the jetty where the where the wave would start to break. And it would just right. be like, the, for just three hours, you're just paddling, trying to get into position. It was exhausting. Yeah. Trying to get into position, and once in that position, you have to paddle harder yeah. and faster to catch stuff. Yeah. That was always like, and that's how that's how I ended up becoming like I, I wouldn't say soft, but I have that a similar vibe. <laughs> when I was at these breaks, it would be like difficult, and then we would be, do like a full three hour sesh sometimes at these crowded breaks, and my buddies who were like were teaching me to surf would be like. Did you catch anything? I'd be like, uh, one. I caught one. But it's always like, oops, sorry. Were you on that one? Like, I was like so polite for like way too many sessions where I'm like, I'm just pretty much straining my neck and shoulders from being head up and paddling. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot. But also, I, I often find like, even if you just catch one wave, it's more, it's worth it. It's worth to get wet. Just being in the it's- ocean. Oh, dude, I, I tried to explain uh, surfing. I'm like, imagine a sport. Like, say, this is how fun surfing is. Like, to compare it, if you went golfing and all you did was drive all the way to a golf course with your golf bag, <laughs> get out at the golf course and just put your bag down at the first hole and stand there for two hours and then get back in your car and drive, and you would be like, that sucks as golf. I'm like, but if it's surfing, it's so sick. You could just sit on your board for an hour out in the ocean, even if there's... I've gotten to the beach when there's no waves back in the day, and it's like, well, let's just go out there anyway. Yeah. And we just like go out there and sit on the boards and have our little fucking powwow and bullshit. And it's like, all right, let's go lay out or throw frisbees and get the fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah, it's the best. And there's so many. There's so in Rockaway, we used to get a lot of seals in the winter time, um, oh, and like you would yeah. get some uh, dolphins. But here, it's like, I feel like I see dolphins and seals almost every session. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty fucking crazy being here. It's like, it feels like a real, I mean, like we're East coast kids. We grew up hearing about like SoCal beaches. You know what I mean? Like you would like, you would look at the magazines, you'd look at longboard magazine, surfing magazine or surfer or whatever. And you get it and you'd be like, dude, imagine they have like summer nine months out of the year, (laughs) dude. You could like, (laughs) and, and I feel like so many people in our world, the comedy people the new york comedians were like oh you know we're moving to la got to move to la eventually i the whole time was like you know people were like i'm ready to move to la i got a spec or like i just sold i'm like dude i'm i'm ready to move to la whenever i just want to become a beach bum more often (laughs) how long does it take you to get to the beach from uh from west hollywood it, it can go either way, but I can, like, if I leave at a good time, if I'm chasing to get there as fast as possible, I can get there in, like, to to Robert, uh, to Will Rogers in, like, 40 minutes. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Even even faster if, like, I leave before traffic on the 10, I could get, like, if, if I could get my ass up and at it, <laughs> I could be there in, like, 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. It's not bad. And then, like... It, and then it's like an hour and ten home if you leave at like the wrong time. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, I, like the only thing you have to know about going to the beach in LA is pee before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I've so so frequently in this fucking uh, city have been like, I'll pee when I get home. <laughs> oh, the one on one's closed. I guess I'm peeing in a Yeti cooler in my car. <laughs> Well, good thing I have this Gatorade. You know, good thing I have this rec- the bag of recycling from fucking General Media. That is the worst. It's always it's oh I know because I'm always just like it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. I don't have to pee that bad. And then you get in your car and you get fucked. 
Or even if you make it home, you have that humiliating experience where you pull into your driveway and like lo- like your wife is like sitting in the living room and you're like, hi, shut, and you like run <laughs> past. Run past. <laughs> it's so humiliating. You're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, it was fun. I loved it. Bye. Good. Shut the door. Like It's the worst when you have to shit too and you come home and, and your wife is sitting there. And you're like, sorry, I love you. Goodbye. I haven't seen you in a day. I just got home from the airport. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Don't go over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, can you park my car? <laughs> it's outside. <laughs> It's running in the driveway. I got to go. <laughs> um, tell me more about this uh, Rockaway house because maybe it's a plan for us on the west side. I know. That would, <laughs> oh, man. That would be great. I never yeah, even thought all, about trying to do that. That we, like totally, getting, we could totally do it in Ventura, too. That's uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. Let's think about it. Because, yeah, it was like it was such a great like the way I found it was I. I just was like, I just realized like, oh, like the, like Queens just is right there. Like you, like the ocean is right there. Like why haven't I gone out? And then I took the A train out and literally started looking physically around for signs of uh, rental. Couldn't find any. Then I got the Rockaway Wave, which was like their local little paper and looked in it for a summer rental. And I rented this place. I think I rented it two summers in a row because it wasn't winterized. And the guy who lived next to it, uh, you know, we would always just be hanging out uh, in the summertime just at this little house. And he was just like, hey, you know, my place is winterized. My back house is winterized if you're ever interested in that. And I was surfing with a couple of guys and they were just like, what if we just did this year round? And I was just like... I guess I guess it just like blew my mind. It's like, what? That's crazy. We can't do that. But could we? Yeah, like I'm we this podcast started with stories about how broke we were, right? Yeah. It's like but the math of 10 guys sharing a $2,000 apartment it starts to get where a $1,000 apartment gets starts to get like, oh, maybe this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was $100 a month and I I had it for 10 years. 11 years, That's I think. That's fucking crazy. It was the best. And so, just to go out, I mean, it would change your entire week. The same thing. To not, ha- to not have to commute with gear, mm-hmm. like first off, like having a gear or a shower or a cra- like, or if you're like, like you're saying, like, oh, we want to get a five a.m. session, go crash there the night before, wake up, fucking shower in the ocean. You're all you're all made in the shade. And also, it was, was- so weird too to have your vacation be Rockaway, because also Rockaway back then, uh, it's come up a lot n- now. But like back then, it was you know there was just like. There was large sections uh, that were just like just packs of wild dogs like running because like the whole there's there's like two blocks uh, from like 90th to like 60th Street, like 30 blocks, uh, like two blocks to the beach is just a field. It's just it's been purchased by a, a company and they've never developed it. There's nothing on it. And so it's just it's just blocks and blocks and blocks of empty fields that had like feral dogs breeding in them and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So it was like this a post-apocalyptic <laughs> feeling, but then you would be at the fucking beach and you would surf in New York city. In New York you're city. in city. Uh, you're in the city at the beach. That fucking rules. It was amazing. It was so wonderful. Did you ever like go back? Do you ever go like, Oh, it's midnight. You ever randomly choose to go surfing? Cause like that's that like you're ever out just drunk. You're like, I wasn't planning on it, but yep. All my shit's down there. Let's. I hear the sweat, or someone texts you, like you're one of the guys texts you. It's like I th- I'm thinking about hitting it up at five, and you're like, "Well, I'll just go now." Yeah, and that's a 100 percent what it. And it was so good in the winter time because you know if it's like 30 degrees out and you're in a full, you know, you know, five mil suit and seven mil booties and attached hood <laughs> and everything, to come out and be able to get into a hot shower a quarter block from the beach was like amazing. Did you did you ever uh, here's here, I just want because now maybe we're uh, coming up with a pilot idea yeah. here. But did you ever did you, uh, you ever show up to that house and like you're like oh I just want to crash for like two hours and surf and like one of your fucking ten roommates is there with some fucking girl or t- two roommates are there and they're fucking on shrooms or some shit and you're like damn it guys I got three hours here. no but I would get there <laughs> and then have somebody be there and just be like. We're going. We're going to the bar, and then we would go to this bar. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was right on 90th Street, and it was like they would they would close the door at 4 a.m. But if you like knocked on it, they would just open it up again, and you could uh, smoke inside. It's I. Was, I don't know what it was called. Was at the time was Rock like this is the early 2000s you're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Was was Rockaway like 
small a small town hidden inside of yeah. the five boroughs. Oh, a hundred percent. So that's such an a fucking amazing thing about man like Manhattan, the biggest city in the world. It's like, do you know they have beachfront communities that yeah. people are that no one lives in or like that uh, no one pays attention to right now? I'm sure now it's like fucking every everyone I, th- lives, I think in the like, summertime t- it's like a lot of it's a big scene. Oh, I'm sorry, sure. you broke up there. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I think in the summertime now, I have, of course, I haven't been there since I think it kind of like really blew up. We left in 2012. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to go back, but I just, you know, I love going now. If I'm on the East Coast, I'll, I'll be surfing Jersey. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, same. I'll go to Long Island. I'm not going to like, yeah. uh, I'm going to use my mom's house as my place <laughs> to shower and shit. <laughs> uh, that, so... Now let's just get into some uh, more uh, specific surfing questions. Do you surf longboard or or, or do you have any? I, I mean, because you're also a giant. I am. A, I'm, a, <laughs> I, I'm six four. I um I surf longboard, but the thing that I've been surfing the most is a a hull shape, which is like um it's a shape from like the late '60s when they were kind of like trying to figure out how to cut down long boards into short boards. Um, and the bottom of it is actually shaped a little bit like, uh, like a boat hull. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. It's, it's not, uh, not like, a it's not flat on the bottom. Curve. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's I got kind of, it's a kind of a displacement hull is what they're called. And they're just, it's a real specific ride. Uh, it's really fast. Um, and so I have an eight foot hull that was shaped here that I love. Um, oh, awesome. And that's kind of like my go-to board. But if I'm going to surf like a point, like if I'm surfing Ventura Point and everybody's on like fucking huge logs, I have a, a 9.6 uh, um, l- like nose rider that I love um, by the oh, same cool. company. Um, but then I also have, um, I have like a 6.9 single fin, Rob Machado single fin, and uh, like a 6.8... Um, uh, like a thruster that I sometimes take out. Um, oh, hell yeah. But yeah, but my go-to is that hull. I love a hull. Oh, yeah, that sounds like fun as hell. Yeah. yeah I I, th- I think uh, the board, the first board I'll be riding will be like technically, uh, legally a boat or something. The, like. You would <laughs> love this. It'll be like, it's a kayak in Gabriel's. It's like, it works. I can stand yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would love my nose rider. I, like when we go yeah. out, you can ride that. Oh, dope. I'll take you up on that for sure. Yeah, dude. Um, so, do you guys carpool? Do you guys meet at the beach? Like, uh, how does that work? We usually because... car like I like I you know I've just been surfing by myself for so long. I don't like it doesn't bother me. You know, um, it was just like in New York. It was always like there was nobody to surf with. <laughs> right, 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 right. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No. no one in New York City surfed that I knew of, other than the guys who I shared this shack with. And I was yeah, like, you found you found all nine people yeah, in yeah. New York City. And so that I would surfed. like, you know, I would email them and be like, "I'm going out. Is anyone going to be there?" And you know, most of the time I was just by myself. So I'm very used to surfing by myself. So I would say ninety percent of the time I surf by myself. But um, but now that I'm on this kind of like comedian text thread, uh, we do try and like make a plan to surf together. But now during the quarantine, it's just like nobody's surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been have you been tempted to be sketchy and go run through one of those elaborate tunnels and catch a couple of waves and get well, the fuck out Well, up in Ventura, it's not illegal. I know that's crazy. Do you see the uh and down in uh like the, in the beach OC, cities yeah, too? OC is not in the OC, take. it's fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like people congregating on the beach is crazy, but like let let people surf, let people walk. I just I I I wish that the parks were open here because it's the only thing i can do is go for a run early in the morning and it's right. like now i have to just like run around the city and it sucks whereas like because yeah, i'm right next to a park and i think the reason because if they open the parks there's like a fucking uh full-on like food festival in there by next friday or whatever because because no one's, they don't trust people to just like just jog through the park, not interact with anyone, yeah. and go home. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Cool, I'm I'm setting my family up in like twelve loose dogs. We're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're at, gonna eat pasta with our hands. I'm have a French kiss festival <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're setting up a kissing booth at the park. You know, uh, <laughs> Newsom says it's cool to go to the park. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. People said the wet handshake idea was a bad idea, but we're doing it. We're out here doing it. Tuh. 
<laughs> shake on it, pal. <laughs> um, wait, so Kurt, you ha- you guys, you just launched your own podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. By the time this comes out, but you just launched a podcast with Scotty Landis, yeah, correct? Yeah, bananas. Yeah. It's all about strange news, all the surreal and absurd things that happen in our world. Just uh, from, from two of the tallest and funniest guys I know. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I highly recommend checking out that podcast just to hear what it sounds like when two people over six three are interacting. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. I'm, exci- I'm very excited about it. Uh, that's awesome. People can find that just like anywhere we get anywhere. Podcasts, it's on right? exactly right, which is the my favorite murder um, uh, channel. Oh hell yeah! That's uh, not to uh, f- shatter your ego, but that's my wife came running in. She goes, uh, Georgia and Karen just said that Scotty's got a new because po- she knows <laughs> yeah. she's known Scotty for like ten years. She's like Scotty's got a new podcast with someone else who had a long name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> So I had no idea what this was before I even knew about any of this. So I texted Scotty and I was like, who are you doing a podcast with? He's like, Kurt. And I'm like, I should have been able to guess my friend of Scotty and yeah. long name. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it just didn't click. I was like, oh, you actually met Kurt. And then when I explained it to her, I realized, especially you said you moved here in 2012. I, we moved here in 2012. I feel like our first or second night here was that dinner at Rob's house, Rob Anderson's house. Where mm. I met, I had known you kind of from New York, but that's where I met Lauren and where Tiffany was there and Scotty yes. was there and like, yeah. uh, but like all these, all those people who had moved at the same time, but also done an episode of Money from Strangers. Yes, exactly. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come up in the Weird Jobs uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we, I wrote on that. I, actually, me and Scotty and Rob just are doing a show together, which is pretty exciting. Oh hell yeah! yeah, yeah. Uh, did uh. Because you guys have been working together for years, long right? time since the money from <laughs> yeah. strangers, yeah, yeah, and that's when we uh, first try and pi- tried to pitch this show. <laughs> oh fuck, yeah, and, that's awesome, yeah, pretty great. <laughs> um, uh, Kurt, what's your social media? Uh, just uh, Kurt Co- Kurt Brownoller. But if you just Google Kurt comedy, um, first yeah. Up. Yeah, and uh, I'll have uh, you'll be tagged in the tweet about this episode. So check out Bananas, listeners. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my other podcast, Action Boys. Um, Kurt, this has been a real pleasure. This is uh, literally the only thing I had to do today, and it was absolutely overwhelming me because right now in this pandemic, I have a hard time doing a modicum of something. But this was, but again, like most times, at the end of this, I'm so happy I fucking got to chat. I'm so hyped for the beach. And please let me go out let's with you all the next dude. time you guys. Yeah. And uh, let's uh, let's talk about a possible uh, right. I northern, like northern crash I like pad. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't even surfed in like five years. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'll go. I'll go halvesies on a house with you. My wife's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't even have a job. <laughs> Mike, I don't care about my career anymore. I'm doing <laughs> hobbies now. <laughs> <laughs> uh well good luck in your uh full household kurt Thank and you. uh i hope to see you on the shore soon Let's brother do it, dude later <laughs> later bye shitheads that was a hit gum podcast